Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Listening to Transform Squadron, a podcast production of ZoneBase.org. ZoneBase is a site about robots, monsters, and misadventure. If you're wondering what I'm talking about when I say that, go please check it out. www.zonebase.org. My name is Rob. Hey. It is November. It is November 14th at 8.52 a.m. as I am recording this. So basically what I'm saying is, it's time for some Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people don't get super excited for Thanksgiving. Um, they kind of just see it as a holiday break between Halloween and Christmas. A lot of people see it as the start of the Christmas season. I pretty much do, too. Uh, we do so in my house. Uh, I really like Thanksgiving, and not just because the food's delicious, but because... To me, it's kind of what Christmas is supposed to be. You know, we, we celebrate Christmas, and it's like we focus on the gift giving. And I'm not trying to take a high moral stance when I say that, I because I do it too. We all kind of focus on the gift giving. We focus on all the, all the fun stuff. But, you know, like what it's actually supposed to be, we do that at Thanksgiving. And that's, you know, we... in. We enjoy time with the ones we love. We enjoy our family, our loved ones, you know. You get you get together and you just enjoy each other's company and you're thankful for what you have. And it's good, you know. I, I, I mention almost every episode that I work overnight. Um, and I work like all the time. I work like 60 plus hours a week overnight. Um, it's hard. And leading up to Thanksgiving break, I... I work like a week straight. Like I take maybe Saturday off. I usually work, I'm off on the weekends, but I end up working that Sunday night. I work, like I work pretty much straight uh, aside from Saturday up until Wednesday morning when I'm off for Thanksgiving. I'm off like that Wednesday all through that weekend. You know, I, we have a little Thanksgiving party at work and I go to that for like an hour or two on the Wednesday. But I... I, I spend it at home. I spend it with my wife. I spend it with my uh, mother and my brother. I I spend it with my family, you know. I, I enjoy myself. Uh, we go Christmas shopping, you know. The Friday after Thanksgiving, you know, there's all those big sales. We go out and do the shopping. 
you know, maybe I, I get some stuff done I've been putting off, you know, but I, I enjoy just that, that time just to enjoy it with my family and my loved ones. And I just love it so much. Like, like Thursday morning, I'll go out and get a paper. I don't really buy newspapers, but I'll buy them on Thursday morning and get the sales papers for the, for the Friday after Black Friday. Go out and do the Christmas shopping. I get the sales papers. I like to look through them. I like to watch DeMacy's uh, Day Parade. I, you know, I just, I, it's just a good, happy holiday. You know, you don't have to be rich. I'm not rich, but it just you just kind of appreciate what you do have and appreciate your loved ones. And I just, I really like it. You know, I'm not trying to be sappy or whatever. I'm just being honest with you guys. That's what I try to do here is just be honest and not present anything but who I really am. And that's 100% just, I, I love it. You know, I, I said earlier, I go to that, uh, work party for like an hour or two, uh, Wednesday afternoon, I come back home and the wife's, I don't know, doing something. She might be working on Thanksgiving dinner. You know, that's a huge meal. You know, she's working on it the night before, you know, we're going to bring some stuff over to, over to mom's for the family. And then we have our own little Thanksgiving with her and I, you know, just, yeah, you know, she's got to work on that stuff, and it's just really nice coming home to all that, all the smells, and, you know, the house is clean. We, she, she really does like the, those wax warmer things, and, you know, it's Christmas time now, so those evergreen smells are just kind of floating around the house, and it's it's nice. And we, we started decorating for Christmas this past weekend, and we'll finish up this weekend just because... Some days you get, sometimes you get it done all in a day and sometimes it might take a few days, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's just going to take a few days this time we're tired. Um, and that's okay. That's part of it. Part of enjoying it's you know, having fun with it. You're, it's not fun if you're miserable doing it, you know. So, you know, we'll do some of that this weekend and maybe finish up Thanksgiving. We'll probably be done by Thanksgiving, to be quite honest with you. But yes, it's totally time for Thanksgiving and... You know, I have spent the last couple of months in Halloween mode. I'm mentally making myself turn it off because it's it's no longer Halloween time. It's Thanksgiving time. And this episode, we're going to focus on some things I really like. And I'm sure you like them too because you wouldn't be listening to it unless you agree with me, basically. Uh, before we get into too many things, um, last week... Uh, on November 4th was Godzilla Day. Godzilla Day is in observance of the release of the original Godzilla in 1954 on November 4th. It's a day to basically appreciate Godzilla. And as I say that, I just realized I made a mistake. November 3rd is Godzilla Day. I don't know why I said 4th. I think my mind's just kind of a little farty today. I've had some brain beans, I guess. Uh, but... Godzilla came out in November 3rd, 1954, and every year on November 3rd is Godzilla Day in celebration of it. That's he is 68 years old, and if if you're like me, Godzilla's a big part of your life. I, I love Godzilla, you might have noticed. Godzilla, Star Wars, those are things that are like there's no arguing with. I love them. And you know, I'm willing to disagree with you on things, just it's not worth arguing about. But I might cut you with a box knife and leave you to bleed to death over Godzilla. I'm being silly, but I'm just trying to say it's serious. I love Godzilla. You know, I... It's kind of hard to say what started it all. I don't know if it was 
my brother and I's Shogun Warrior Godzilla figures. He had Godzilla. I had Rodan. Rodan actually didn't come out in Japan. You know, a lot of the Shogun, actually Shogun Warrior toys were Japanese uh, imports here to America released by Mattel as Shogun Warriors. But from what I understand, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the internet, someone will. But to my understanding, the Rodan toy didn't actually come out in, God, in uh, Japan, which is super weird to me because it's totally in that design style. I don't, I'm not a historian with Shogun Warriors, so I don't know the entire history there. But I had the Rodan, my brother had Godzilla, Recently, with uh, Reaction, you know, I love my Reaction figures. I've explained so in prior episodes. They've done throw... One cool thing about Reactions is not only is it a throwback to a style I like of toys, but they do all sorts of little thematical throwbacks that you have to have an appreciation of this stuff to really appreciate. Excuse me, I was holding back a burp as I was talking. Um... You know, they do things like with the Universal Monsters, of course I love them, but they'll do do these throwbacks to make them look like old Remco uh, Universal Monster action figures or in fluorescent colors and in packaging to make them look like old Halloween costumes and stuff like that. And with the Godzilla reactions, they've done they've done Shogun Warrior versions where it's it's he's literally like a little miniature version of the Shogun Warrior Godzilla, you know, and then you can get it in packaging that's like reflective of that, you know, and they have cool glow-in-the-dark versions and all that too, which is super rad. Just, they do really cool things like that. I, I, I diversed a little there because I remember Sean and I, did I say diverse? It was, excuse me. I got away from the point there for a second. You know, Sean and I at Toy Lana this past year, he was looking for the Shogun Warrior Godzilla and, you know, they're expensive. You know, Shogun Warriors are expensive because they're huge. They, they got played with. This was a time before people really held on to stuff for collector value. So there's not a whole lot of them floating around in decent condition. A lot of times you got to part them together. And, you know, with people doing so, well, that takes time and money. So a lot of times when you buy one, you're basically compensating that person for effectively restoring this thing. You know, maybe they got, they found an unused sticker sheet and replied them, or maybe they got some repro stickers and really made this guy look like he would have, if you got him Christmas morning, you know, when it came out, that sort of thing. And, you know, they had stuff like firing fists, like the entire fist would fly off as a projectile. Well, this was a children's toy, you know, missiles get lost. Well, firing fists get lost, and Godzilla had a firing fist. Godzilla had a firing fist, and he had a flame breath access, uh, action, not accessory. And when I say flame breath access, uh, there I go again, uh, gimmick, it was usually advertised as his tongue, because how it was, it was like a little push-button little thing. You'd push it on the back, and it would slip out like a tongue out of Godzilla's mouth, and, you know, it'd go back in. And it was supposed to be his flame breath. Uh, but because, I guess, the advertisers didn't really know what it was, they just, his tongue. And a lot of people assumed it was supposed to be Godzilla's tongue. But, you know, that reaction has that. I don't think it's fist fire. I think there's only so much you can do in a three-quarter three figure. They probably could have included that, but I'm glad they didn't, just so I don't have to chase a fist around the house. I do that enough with old Transformers. That, that's words you don't think you'd say uh, if you're not into this sort of stuff is chase a fist around the house. 
creepy. But, you know, it's... I'm sorry, I got distracted for a second. My, my TV is on mute as I'm doing this. And I was watching uh, AEW Rampage off of my DVR. And I put that on pause. And, you know, I, I watch Travel Channel almost all the time because I really like the paranormal stuff. And the show comes on in the morning called Haunting Of. And it's usually some odd celebrity. And the celebrity, I recognize the guy. But I don't exactly know his name. I think he's like a soap opera actor or whatever. And I just caught him looking at the screen, uh, I guess, explaining about this thing in mute. And I was just like, who's haunting that guy? <laughs> but where was I? Oh, yeah, the fists. That's gross. But <laughs> these old Shogun warriors, you know, yeah, you almost, they, they got to be kind of pieced together. And they can be kind of expensive. So... Reaction has remade some of these Shogun Warrior toys as reaction figures, you know, and that's a nice alternate way to get some of these guys if you don't have the space or you don't have the money. I mean, $20 is a lot cheaper than 100 or 200 you know. Um, there's, a, there's some recreations of that Shogun Warrior Godzilla out there, both official and non-official, if you're so inclined to get those. But I think those can get as expensive as the original ones. So it kind of makes you wonder what's the what's the point there. But that's a cool way to do such things. You know, when I'm, I'm about to say I'm younger, but I'm 44, so saying that's kind of redundant. But I'm a little younger than the Target Shogun Warrior crowd. That was for the the group of kids a couple of years before me, my Shogun Warriors were probably bought on clearance. So when I say I got Shogun Warriors, a lot of people look at me like, how do you know about that? You're a little younger in that way. And I'm like, well, mine were bought on clearance. Yeah, I come from a working class family, you know. So my Rodan likely <laughs> likely was from a, a clearance section buy. Or a lot of, a lot of my Shogun Warriors with a little three and three quarter ones that they made. Migo, I'm sorry, I almost said me. I did. When I say Migo, those probably came from the clearance section too. But, you know, those Shogun Warriors, they did put a line of pocket sized ones out at three and three quarters, which is, as a lot of you know, one of my preferred style of figures, preferred size class. They had little die cast Shogun Warriors, and my brother and I, we had those. And yeah, they were bought from a clearance section. Actually, I think. Good old Dollar Gentral, as your aunt calls it here in the South. You know, I think it came from there, you know, like Combatra and all the other guys. You know, we had those as well. And a couple of those are still floating around in my uh, in my garage, I think. Actually, yeah, they are. Probably beaten up, broken a little, because they I put them things through hell. But, you know... That's another reason why I don't mind so much the Shogun Warrior reaction versions because I'm more accustomed to the smaller ones. Those are very cool toys, even at the time. You know, I had a lot of die cast and simple robot toys, you know, come from discount stores. I often talk about discount stores here because, you know, like I said, I'm working class. We didn't go to Toys R Us a whole lot. We would go, most of my stuff came from like Walmart or. You know, Richway, which became Target here in the South. Uh, Target didn't exist. Well, I mean, it did exist, but it wasn't so much of a thing here in the South, but they bought up all the Richways, and then that became Target. Uh, so it, it took me a long time to realize why Richway became a different store. I, I Not like you know business things when you're a kid. Or there's, there's this uh, chain called Hills that 
you know, stuff like that. That's where most of my stuff came from. And then like odd discount stores, you know, you swing into the family dollar or whatever. That's why you see me talking a lot about discount toys. It's, man, you know, you may not get, you know, a transformer every week, but you dang sure we're getting, you know, uh, Warriors of the Sticks toys, no problem. You know, that thing was just like a less than a dollar, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, that's where my mind kind of goes to sometimes with these things. And, you know, I'm saying that because there's really cool stuff out there in the discount toy area. Final Faction, it's a really popular toy line now, and that's straight up a dollar a figure. You know, excuse me, a dollar a quarter. We're all catching ourselves now that dollar... Dollar Tree has upped their game by a quarter, but you know, it, it's a, it's literally like the modern sci-fi. I like to think of, uh, Final Faction as the sci-fi futuristic version of Ghost Riders of the, excuse me, Dragon Riders of the Sticks, because they're kind of similar. You know, they're, they're very similar. Dragon Rider Sticks had more articulation. They had knee joints. But aside from that, they were very similar in look and build to me. And Final Faction is a sci-fi version. It's almost like it's almost like a Doom or Quake action figure line without you know using those trademark terms. <laughs> and they almost to me look like I in my mind I like to think of Final Faction as the world from Dragon Riders of the Sticks in the far future. And that's silly, I know, but I who cares? I'm having fun. You know, I'm having fun with my my hobbies. Um just really cool. There's also at Dollar Tree a line of robot action figures that are making the rounds. And I've been, I haven't seen them yet. I haven't seen them yet for myself. But I really want a set of them. They're actually knockoffs of, to my understanding, they're knockoffs. I might be wrong on that one. These Mars converters, you know, the discount store robot toys. We all see them in bulk every Christmas and all that getting stocked up. Well, they got these action figures and you, you may or may not see them at oddball stores during the Christmas season. And they got robots, they got soldiers, they got aliens. Uh, it, it appears that those robots, some of those robot molds, they get knocked off quite a bit. You know, you'll see those in other packaging than Mars converters at these odd discount stores. Well, I think it's those that are made from, but there's a line of, and it just says robots. You know, it's not like, I think the first episode or so of this podcast, I mentioned their robots toy line they have at the Dollar Tree that's full of, you know, robot figures like micro, the, 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 the planned first episode of this show that actually didn't get put out. I talked in bulk about the micro master bootlegs in the robot toy line. But I did talk about, um, and I think what was the first episode of this, maybe the second episode, of the other robot figures they have in the robots line, which are they're kind of like Starriers, now that I think about it. They got like a similar look to Starriers, or Starriors, depending on how you, which is the correct way to say this silly word. They got new versions of those, come to think about it, that are just a little different with some new parts. I didn't get those. I haven't got those yet. I haven't seen them since I saw them, so I guess I'm just kind of missed the boat on that one. But this is another line that just says robots. It's like a, they got blue cards, and they're just simple figures for a dollar, and they're in simple colors. But if that sort of thing doesn't bug you or you enjoy such things, that's a pretty fun thing to get into.
And it kind of just, it falls back into that where you come from to me. Like, you know, I was talking earlier about getting Shogun Warrior figures from, you know, Dollar Gentral, as your grandmother calls it in the South. And, you know, that's kind of the modern day equivalent, but it's probably a dollar. And I'm not sure how much those Shogun Warriors costed my mom back in the 80s. You know, I was talking about those Godzilla Shogun Warriors. Another reason, another early thing that got me into Godzilla. And of course, I'm seeing the movies on repeat on channels like TBS and WGN and like the old Hanna-Barbera cartoon and all that. Of course, I was growing to love it then and I had these toys. But another thing, one year for my, for my brother's birthday, he got the Godzilla uh, board game that Mattel made. And that thing came out according to what I look up at in 1978. I was born in 1978. So I think this was a few years later. Like, I was definitely a small child, but I clearly remember it. But it was, it was a few years later he got it for his birthday. It was like this cool board game. Um, I'm trying to describe it to you guys. I think it was imported too. I don't know who originally made it. I'm not pretending to be a historian here, but it was a die cast box and on top of it was a turntable and your players were little spaceships. Okay. And you took turns moving it them across this turntable as it would turn. And I forget exactly what would trigger the mechanism, but a plastic Godzilla would pop up and bam at the board, uh, when it would go. And if he knocked your ship off, man, I'm trying to remember now if you had to start over from the beginning or if you were just out. Like, he would knock your ship off, or if he caught it just right, he would pick it up and fling it. Because, like, it was just a plastic Godzilla, but he had an open mouth, and the way your ship was shaped, he could grab it. And when he popped back up, it would just basically fling it off the board. Um, or sometimes hold him in his mouth. I guess you just depending on how good of a hold he snapped in on it or how many times he's done did it to wear down the plastic but it would be like bam and scare you a little bit and it's such a cool game um that's another that's probably another early formation of godzilla for me you know like watching those old movies having these toys and just coming up with it you know and there's that guy again on this show i I, I want to hit the info button and find out who he is, but at the same time, I don't care enough. But I just keep looking like, who's haunting this guy? Mr. Cheekbones. <laughs> but I digress. See, that's the word I meant to use earlier. Not not diverse. But, you know, it's just, it's cool when you think about, to me anyway, like, Godzilla is 68 years old. Um, November 3rd was Godzilla Day. And, you know, you can appreciate the past, the present, you know, the future, you know, there's a new Godzilla, a new Toho produced Godzilla movie coming out next year. You know, I, I think it's actually dated November 3rd, 2023. It'd be a 69th birthday. We're all laughing. Stop. But, you know, stuff like that's really cool. I can appreciate just growing up with Godzilla. You know, I, I look back at those early days of this big Rodan toy that was as big as I was and watching Rodan on TBS and 
you know, last night I was sitting in bed watching Godzilla versus Space Godzilla while playing old Game Gear games, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's like an ever constant thing in my life. And everyone, when it comes to these old things, everyone has their own experiences and everyone has their own journey, you know, so it's just really, it's really neat when something's so big and everyone who loves it, loves it in their own way. And I can super appreciate that. Now, speaking about things I super appreciate, you guys might know I like something called the Transformers. In fact, you might be listening just because you like the Transformers as well. Uh, I talked about it on Zone Base already, and I've been looking forward to this a lot. Earthspark. Earthspark's the new Transformers cartoon that it's coming on Nickelodeon and Paramount+. Plus. I watched it on Paramount+, Plus because it's, it's a lot easier for me. I really do enjoy these days of on-demand video streaming services i get to kind of watch things on my own time and own schedule it's just as an adult it's just not as easy to make things work as you'd like them to you know when i was younger i might take a day off to go see a movie premiere on opening night getting a little older i I can wait till saturday (laughs) you know it's not that big of a deal um i mean it's a big deal to me but at the same time it's like I don't have to be the first to see it anymore. And, you know, with my work schedule, I'm not going to see a lot of things when they first come on TV, so I watch things off my DVR most of the time. Um, That's okay. I get to watch it at my own speed. I can, you know, stop it, come back to it later, you know. You know, sometimes it takes me a day or two to watch an episode of Chucky, (laughs) you know, because I might, might just have a few minutes here, might have a few minutes there, that sort of thing. But like for, I don't know if this is the full season or a half season, but a good, I guess it's 10 episodes of Earth Spark. It's, I say guess because the first episode of Paramount Plus was parts one and two together as one episode, and then the rest were um, individual. So I guess on Nickelodeon, that split up into two. But it came as one episode on Paramount Plus. I believe the first episode was also on YouTube in the UK, and it got mirrored on Facebook and stuff like that. I didn't get a chance to watch that until Friday, basically, when it came out. Once again, I watched it when I watched it. I was really looking forward to seeing it. And let me just say, Earthsparks kind of caught my attention a lot. It, it, I was seeing the toys coming and all that. It looked it looked fun. At first, I was just like, oh, okay, another Transformers show, another Transformers toy line. And by saying that, I don't mean I was just kind of possibly passive about it i was just saying they were kind of following the model that they followed with cyberverse meaning you know generations is intended more for older people like older kids teenagers adult fans that sort of thing while cyberverse was intended for smaller children you know more grade school children you're more appropriate for action figure age i suppose and if any older people or adults or whatever adult fans liked it then hey more the merrier but that was their intention, and I kind of figured it was just kind of a, in my mind, when it was coming around, it was a refreshing of Cyberverse. Cyberverse went on for a few years. It's just how toy lines work. They refresh them, and I just kind of took it as that, as a brand new cartoon, but pretty much the same idea. Just click refresh on that concept for kids who are, want something new. That, that's what my older brother watched. He watched Cyberverse. You know, that sort of thing. The toys are similar, you know. And then more came out about it and got my interest more. It's 
The designs are neat. I think they're neat. Not not all of them. Like I like Optimus Prime, but I do not like the way his head looks. It makes me uncomfortable. His mouth plate is way too big, and when he moves it off, his face is cursed. <laughs> and it's like that in the show too. So I think I just gonna have to get over that because I do like the rest of his design. Um, some of the stuff just kind of doesn't hit me as well, but I really like the show. I really enjoyed it. And from what I've taken in, a lot of other people do as well. I'm sure it is not universal. I know I saw a few comments of people who didn't enjoy it on odd social media posts and that's okay. You know, everyone's going to enjoy everything. You know, there's going to be people just have their own opinion. And then some people are just going to be turd sticks about things as well. Whatever. Um, but for the most part, it seemed like a pretty positive reaction within the adult fan community. And that's cool because it's just fun to enjoy things. You know, not everything's got to be deathly serious. Not every people often will talk out of their, not out of their butts about wanting a reboot of G1. And that's fair. That's fair to want something like that. But every single transfer cartoon is a reboot of G1. So to me, it's just kind of a, redundant point like you know people said i don't understand why they made transformers amada they need to make a reboot of transformers g1 they did <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was optimus prime and his autobots came to earth fighting decepticon megatron and starscream that, that that is a reboot you know when they usually say that stuff what they really want is either a new season of g1 or them just start over g1 all over again and that's kind of what they did on Cyberverse. And that's kind of what they're doing with Earthspark. You know, they, they've done that before. I, I guess they just, it's not what they want it to be. They want it to be a gritty adult thing or whatever. And the closest you're getting to that is stuff like the comics or the War for Cybertron series on Netflix. Or I guess that Power of the Primes trilogy, that was like a web cartoon there for a while. That's as close as we're getting to that. And, you know, the IDW comics uh, are pretty well received, but those... Those cartoons were not, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it, I, don't, I don't think it really works out. I think it can be mature without being gritty. And, you know, I, I think that that fad has kind of ended itself already just because so many people are like, you know, there's, there's gritty there, there's gritty stuff, there's edgy, and then there's artificial, you know, I always say pouring sand in the water to make it gritty, that you know, that 14-year-old in an ICP t-shirt showing you how edgy he is. That, that's what it comes off like. It's not it's not genuine, you know. And it just comes off kind of artificial to you when you pass a certain age or mental maturity. And, you know, unfortunately, Transformers does... I think it comes out more mature when they're not intending it to. You know, Beast Wars or Animated, those are, those are children's cartoons. And they were more maturely written than... Siege was. You know, Siege just had Bumblebee say, damn it. Or, I think he said damn. Just to be like, ugh, adult. Or, you know, the movies, they were PG-13 and we got such mature stuff as Bumblebee peeing on a guy. You know? Meanwhile, you got shows like Animated or or uh, Beast Wars straight up dealing with issues like death and things a person would deal with in a war you know ptsd stuff like that that trauma 
you know, actually mature subjects and maturely written, but accessible for children. You know, like it, this was meant for children and written as an, a mature adult show. You know, they, they weren't trying to be edgy. They weren't trying to be adult. They were just trying to make a good show. And I think that's the difference. And Cyberverse hit or miss was a really good show. You know, you, you didn't have to like it. I'm sure a lot of you didn't. I'm sure a lot of the people who didn't like it just didn't give it a chance because they wrote it off as kids crap. But it was a good Transformer show. And for the most part, it kind of was that reboot of G1. G1 with a couple of E's, a W. <laughs> I love Transformers. I love G1. I hate G1. You know, that's the meme that I, I, I say a lot because I do. I hate, I, you know, I love classic Transformers. That mindset, I don't. You know, it's a almost 40-year-old franchise. There's a lot of different entry points for different people, you know. And I've been here the whole almost 40 years, so to me it's just one ongoing thing. And that being said, Earthspark kind of was a resetting of the Cyberverse idea. But a really good one. And from a slightly fresh perspective. When I say slightly fresh. is It kind of reminds me of Armada a little bit. Armada of course gets criticized for being like a, a Pokemon ripoff of sorts. But it kind of follows the same idea to me. And I'm not going to go too far into that. but Because I don't want to avoid spoilers. Not everyone's watched it yet. But I feel like this is a safe territory to talk about. Being that it's kind of in the marketing. You know it's it's put out there the gimmick of the show and you get these two earth kids who find young transformers and bond with them and they they're basically coming up together and being kids together and that's kind of similar to how armada started with rad alexis and carlos finding the mini cons and then bonding with them and you know the first half of armada was those kids and their buddies together you know it was similar to that to me um, of course, modernized and, you know, there's, you know, they're introducing more, tr uh, traditional elements into the show as it goes. That's kind of how shows go. You know, when it comes to an animated cartoon, there's almost like a sacrificial amount of episodes you got to give to them establishing the show before it really digs into the story. And they definitely did that with Earthspark. And like I said, I don't know if these first 10 episodes are an entire season or a half season or however it's going to work. But they definitely did a good job with them. And they did some introductory, you know, a couple of those episodes where they're just kind of selling you the concept with like them getting a little adventures around the farm or whatever. That's exactly what they're for. And we got to remember, these are this is a show meant for a child. I am a 44-year-old man. This is meant for a 7-year-old who's, you know, sure, they're going to think it's awesome having Bumblebee smash into a Decepticon and having a fight. But with this, you know, it's also cool to see them having little small adventures. And not everything has to be this giant ongoing epic. Little episodic stories are fun, too. And that's what they were doing with this. And that's why I enjoyed it. Uh, one thing I think a lot of people have taken a liking to is that it's seemingly... Um, following up on a very G1 flavored continuity. You know, it's not super 
meant to be leaned into hard. It's, it's really, you can't, it's not something you can really think. You can't really say, hey, this cartoon that just came out in 2022 is following a hard continuity that was established in 1984. You know, the G1 cartoon didn't follow its own hard continuity for the most part. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's just not really going to happen. And I think they really did that uh, just more for a wink and nod at older fans, as well as just making it cool. I mean, it was cool. Nickelodeon cartoons tend to do that, you know, with their with their Ninja Turtle stuff and all that. This is a new cartoon, but wink, nod, it's similar to the old stuff. And I think it was in that, I call it a greeting card sense, as in it's just enough to look on it and get the idea. You know, I've, I've made the comparison before that that Batman is always Batman. You know, this is a new Batman movie, but you look at him, you know he's Batman. You know, there's no question. He might look a little different. His costume is updated, but he always looks like Batman. He's always Batman. You know, his parents were always murdered and he grew up to be a vigilante. He's always rich kid. You know, it's it's always, the, you know, it's the same idea. Spider-Man, they might, you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies were different than the old Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s, you know, or the Spider-Man of now, but it's, it's still Spider-Man. You look at it, you know exactly who it is and you know what you're getting. And it's similar enough that, someone might think it's the exact guy from that old 60s cartoon or something and not know any better. And I think that's kind of where we're at with Transformers now, being that it's a nearly 40-year-old thing and the original stuff has never went anywhere. It's always been front and foremost along with the newer incarnations, you know. So I think that's kind of the idea here. That's the sort of, hey, look, this is not a hard tie together. This is a brand new cartoon. But it kind of works if you want it to. And I think that's what they're doing. I'm really looking forward to the toys. The toys are following the same idea as Cyberverse. You know, like I said, it's just kind of a refreshing of that idea. But I like to get some of them. They look like they're going to be fun to me. You know, obviously, Legacy is a focal point when it comes to Transformers for me. It's doing everything I want. But these toys look like a lot of fun. And I see myself buying a good bit of them. I absolutely do. I really like Wheeljack. I'm going to get get some of that guy and you know guys i like i like this bumblebee design how it's a nice marriage of classic bumblebee and the cool sports car got sports car what's that sports car bumblebee that he's been since 2007 you know it's a cool it's a cool combination of those ideas and i dig it um i think he's got a cool looking car <laughs> and i've seen the toys and i think those toys look cool so I, i'm looking forward to getting some of this stuff and you know, now that we're kind of getting on into the episode, and I was talking about Thanksgiving at the beginning, to tie it back into that before the end, you guys ever get into a Transformers adventure on Thanksgiving? It's kind of not something you think about. You know, you, when Thanksgiving comes around, you're going to eat dinner with your family and watch TV with them and pass out and then wake up and go shopping and stuff like that. And you're going to watch the Macy's Parade, that sort of thing. Well, In 2003, there was a Black Friday Transformers exclusive, and I, back at, you know, for a while there, Black Friday started on the evening of Thanksgiving, where Thanksgiving evening, some stores would open up and people would go out and get these big deals and whatever, and that's kind of worked its way back out to just being early Friday, you know, it was always you woke up super early Friday and went out shopping, and, you know, of course, for a while there, Thanksgiving Day, you know, that's that's kind of went the way 
of the past now because it went back to just being Friday. It, with with online shopping and everything, it's kind of become redundant. You, these stores have sales all month long now. Um, but this is prior to the the years of Thanksgiving Day early sales when you'd have to get up at the unholy hours of like 4 a.m. to go to Walmart and stand in line for something. You know, you maybe get a Tickle Me Elmo for 350 and they only got one of them and you're like they, they totally bait and fish and baited you in bait and fish however it works they, they got you in there and maybe you got one maybe you didn't but it was like it's like a regular thing well there was a box set of the transformers autobot build team from car robots robots in disguise the first uh incarnation of robots in disguise uh the build team you know those guys, it was a box set of those guys in yellow, you know, G2 Devastator colors. And it was $15. I'm, I, I think I've got that price right. I think it was $15. It wasn't very expensive, um, but it was a set of those guys all in this box. And I wanted one. A lot of people wanted one. A lot of people within the adult fan base. I say that because I don't think a lot of people wanted one at Walmart because I... I woke up super early the Thanksgiving before, you know, I ate dinner with my family and I saw, I remember going to the movie theater and wanted, excuse me, watching the Haunted Mansion movie with a friend. Uh, and then I went home, went to sleep and I, I kind of stayed up all night and they're showing a marathon of Even Stevens on the Disney Channel. And I used to really like Even Stevens. That's, I kind of stumbled into it by basically being up way too late. You know, I used to, let me let me go back. I used to be in a Rocky Horror Picture Show cast, and when I would come home uh, afterwards, either I'd come home not super late after the movie, like maybe stop, get something to eat, and come home. And then sometimes I'd really be up real late with some of my friends from that scene, hanging out at the local diner or whatever, and just having a good time. And I'd get home and watch a little TV before I go to sleep Sunday morning, and my local uh, ABC channel would show stuff from the Disney channel on Sunday morning. I don't know why, but they'd show even Stevens. And I started watching even Stevens there and go figure the kid from even Steven was in the transformers movies. And I was really positive up on that. No one predicted how that kid would grow up, <laughs> but you know, I remember I, I was up like watching even Stevens and I woke up, super early so I could go to a local Walmart and I got in line. I got in line and this Walmart, I don't think I ever could tell you a time where I thought it was run well. And before it sounds like I say that about a lot of Walmarts, there's ones I think are run better than others. I'm not just being bitter or sarcastic about Walmarts or retail in general, but this one here always seemed like it just got by on the fact that it was Walmart and the managers didn't put as much effort as they really could have into running an organized store. Um, but they had the line, you had to go to where the pallets were and get in line. And then when the, I think it was five o'clock or six, I think it was six o'clock, excuse me, when six o'clock hit, okay, you get something off of that pallet. So I got in line. My, the Transformers pallet was in the same line as a leapfrog. Leapfrog being that cool electronic toy people buy their young children. And there was a long line for them because, if I recall correctly, this was a really good deal on the Leapfrog. I don't know the specifics because I, I didn't really care. Uh, I was there for the Transformers. And I got there early. I got in line. There's just a few people in front of me. 
but it was the same line as this leapfrog. Everyone was there for this leapfrog. I was the only one there for this trip. I could have came later. I really could have and not missed out, but I, I didn't, I didn't know I wanted to be in there. I wanted to get in on it. And like, I remember when six o'clock hit, they're like, okay. And people were reaching over other people to grab at them. Like it was kind of, kind of anarchy. Like there's this bum rush of people rushing forward and people like, I remember one guy reaching over me and them handing leap. They're straight handing them past me. They didn't even ask me if I wanted one. I remember slapping them out of people's hands just to be a jerk. Like they hand, pow. <laughs> like I was enjoying, like, you're not kicking me out. And I got, got up to them like, okay, how many do you want? And I was like, no, I want the transformer. And they're like, oh, and they handed me one. I walked away. I got me like a, I got that and I went and got a gallon of milk and I went home and went back, went back to bed. And, you know, when I came back later to do some more shopping, they were all cleared out. I didn't see any more of the Transformers, so I guess other people bought some after I left. But I did, uh, a little bit later, find someone clearance where some stores didn't sell out of them. And I, like, I bought one and gave it to my friend who could never get one. I guess he didn't get up in time. Um... Stuff like that. I remember giving, buying someone clearance and just giving them to people, like trading them and stuff like that. But at the time, that was how you had to get one. And nobody at my Walmart cared at 6 a.m. I guess all the robot dudes in the area slept in and came and got them. But I didn't. I got in there and got in line and knocked leapfrogs out of strangers' hands just to be a jerk. <laughs> I wasn't intentionally being a jerk, but people were basically being a jerk to me for so that inner, inner, inner Bart Simpson I have just kind of kicked in there. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, it's, it's Thanksgiving time and I hope everyone who celebrates Thanksgiving has a good one. And I just hope everyone else enjoys, enjoys your month. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened. Thanks everyone for listening to my silly little podcast that's attached to my, you know, dumb little site. I really appreciate you guys for reading the site and for listening to my show. Transform Squadron is a production of ZoneBase.org and ZoneBase.org can be found at www.ZoneBase.org. Now this podcast though is published through the TF Radio Network. You know, Radio Free Cybertron. Much bigger show than what I'm doing here. But if you didn't already know, that can be found at tfradio.net for shows and showtimes. And while you're there, Brian Kilby would really appreciate it if you checked out the various ways to support the network there. I'm Rob. You can find me at RoboRobSpringer on most social networks. Or if you just go to zonebase.org, I have a little link to the side of where to find me there. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'll see you next time.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.